Today we are joined by Ella Bassler. How are you today? Doing pretty great. Howdy. Like you said, howdy. All right, we're going to be doing politics, musical slash Broadway, and forensics. All right, Brisa, start us out with forensics. All right, Ella, so you took forensics last year, your junior year, is that right? Yep. So would you recommend the forensics class that we have our school at our school and who teaches it and kind of give us like a little rundown of what you guys covered in that class? Uh, All right, so... um... Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It is a really fun class. It was one of my favorite classes last year, other than acting. I think those are my two favorites. But um, there's two teachers who teach it. Uh, there's Mr. Schlimmer and Mr. Ashby. And I had Mr. Ashby last year. And um, they're both really good teachers, and they're really fun. It was a really fun class. Um, but, yeah, basically it was just uh, going over crime science. Um, I mean, that's what forensics is, I guess. Um, there's a bunch of fun projects that we did. Uh, we got to do, um, like a pig farm, like sort of like a body farm type deal. Cause a uh, fun fact, pigs decompose at the same rate as humans. There's that. Wow. Um, fun. The more you know. Yeah, we got to, uh, we got to, uh, dissect pigs at one point. Uh, we did, um, we got to watch an autopsy. Uh, they just did that last week, I, I believe. They did. I remember um, that. Yeah. Awesome. Kind of That's think, cool. Yeah, like you learn about blood spatters and uh, ballistics. Wow, and the like, list goes on. The forensic psychology. It's all, it's a bunch of fun stuff. I really like it. So when you originally decided you wanted to take the class, what really interested you about it and made you even want to get into this topic? I guess kind of just like the whole, like, criminal science thing um and I heard forget where I heard about it from but I guess it just seemed interesting it was one of the more hands-on science classes which I really like um and also I just like I was interested in crime I'm interested in learning about crime and stuff like that not interested in committing it but I'm interested in learning (laughs) about it you're not not interested yet we don't know (laughs) I feel like I don't think I ever I, I don't think I have the guts to actually commit a crime. <laughs> That's so. true. But I feel like this class like sets up a pretty good basis that if you did want to commit a crime, you would know exactly what not to oh. do. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely like I yeah, it is very you learn a lot about how they go about solving the crimes. So it is if you were to ever want to commit a crime, it is a very good place to start with what not to do. Okay, so speaking of that, walk us through how DNA tracing works and kind of break that down for us. We had a conversation about this a couple days ago, and it was very interesting, so I'm ready to hear it. Okay, well, so DNA evidence is usually one of the main pieces of evidence when it comes to a crime scene. Um, There's a lot of different kinds of evidence, and I'm going to try and not go on tangents because I do that a lot. (laughs) But um, so you got the... um, You've got stuff like trace evidence, which is uh, something that everybody leaves behind. You always leave behind trace evidence. Like you can try as hard as humanly possible and you are still going to leave behind trace evidence. And, you know, that's stuff like fibers, uh, maybe like skin, skin cells, hair follicles, stuff like that. Um, Is that like the fingerprints and all of that? Yeah. 
Gotcha. Like, you're going to leave stuff behind. Unless you were to go into a full-blown hazmat suit, <laughs> it's kind of hard to not See? leave behind something I'm like that. I'm telling you, you know I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not against going in a full-blown <laughs> hazmat suit. Let's do it. It's really weird. Like, a bunch of people, I, I don't understand how many people just sort of forget that gloves exist. True. How, like, how do you forget that gloves exist? <laughs> I don't, like, a bunch of people, like, they'll go through... Like, some people will try burning their fingertips off so they avoid <laughs> leaving fingerprints at the scene. But gloves are right there. Good. See, like, all of this <laughs> is just telling me that you literally know exactly. Like, if you wanted to go steal a Snickers bar, you got it. <laughs> Stealing a Snickers bar is probably ex- the extent of what I will do. I think that's for a hangry. Not, you're just hangry. You're just like, I gotta steal yeah. it. Let me burn <laughs> off my fingertips. <laughs> Okay, well, it's anyway. like they, they try and go all madmen about it, but it's like, they're not madmen. Men in black. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Two Close completely mouth. different things. So, so they try to go through, all men in black about it. Walk us through but, how like, the uh, DNA remains add up. Well, yeah, so there's going to be things like, depending on the crime, uh, you can have, it can range from just hair, it, or it could range to actual blood or bodily fluids and so you know the messier the crime the more you're gonna have i guess um but yeah there's a you want me to talk about the the database that i talked about at lunch go for it okay well they have like databases with dna and stuff in it so if someone ever gets convicted of a crime they're going to have their dna put in there uh so that's usually how they, they try and find the dna in bodily fluids, hair, stuff like that. Um, but, like, you know, say say you don't have someone in the database yet, then it's just going to be like, well, we have, the, we have the DNA, but we don't know who did it. So until they find it, that's what, that's what got us on the topic at lunch. Uh, because cause, uh, someone took a DNA test, and I was talking about that, because you can actually, uh, I'm pretty sure they can, uh, by you know, giving your DNA over to them, they're able, they're liable to use it in, like, crimes. So if they were to find someone with similar DNA, So you could have, like, someone's great niece, and they're like, hmm, well, someone that you're related to may or may not. (laughs) All right. Nice. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you ever committed, like, a a major crime, don't take a DNA test. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) So if you've ever taken a a DNA test... (laughs) <laughs> that's a good idea hey Tess don't, t- don't commit a crime I swear someone's gonna listen to the podcast and be like alright now well, I'm ready l- let it be known that was their second thing was not commit a crime the first thing was don't take the DNA test yeah. there you go <laughs> alright we do not endorse uh, committing a crime I don't endorse um, crime I don't endorse it <laughs> so then we talked about the fact of uh, apparently pigs and humans decay at the same rate but what's another strange fact that you've learned either from the class or in your own research? Um, well, okay. It is called, it's blood spatter and it's not blood splatter. I don't know how weird <laughs> that is, but like I accidentally called no. it blood splatter and then he was like, no, you're wrong. What's the difference? Don't they mean don't, the same thing? I honestly don't know. I think I just, it's like maybe instead of splatting it bats 
cool. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know the difference. I just know that it is. It's blood spatter. It is not blood splatter. Now I'm gonna have to look it up because I don't even know if spat is a verb or if spatter is just a noun. Like, oh, the more you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now you know. If uh, I'm pretty sure right now people are signing up for classes at the school, so if you're interested in forensics, go for it. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay. Our next topic today is Broadway and musical theater. So first of all, before we start with the questions, Ella, tell us a little bit about uh, what interests you about that and why you're going into that as a major in college. Well, a lot of things interest me about it. Um, And it's really funny. I actually didn't get into theater like full blown until around eighth grade. Um, But like, I've always been into music. I've always performed music like I've done dance as a kid, and then I quit that for violin, and then I quit that for piano, and then I had to go into band, and so I had to quit piano, and then I quit band for theater, and then I started piano <laughs> up again. So nice. I've always Sounds... been, like, musically inclined, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying not to sound, like, pretentious about anything. Um, no, you're, you're good. I feel it. But yeah, you got the so... musical people and the not-so-musical people. Yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't so I moved here in the eighth grade and I went to Castle South. Um, go Dragons. I don't know. Uh-huh. Go Dragons. <laughs> yeah. And so I did a hot rod my eighth grade year. And that was the first sort of, I guess, musical I did as a choice. Like I chose to do it uh, because like at my old school, all the fifth graders are required to participate in the musical. And I was Cheshire Cat number two in Alice in Wonderland, my fifth grade year. <laughs> Let's Fun fact, go. That was great. Um, but yeah, Hot Rod, after that, I kind of really, it was like something I enjoyed. I sort of found something. It was, the people were really nice. I really, I just, it was something I could do with my time that I truly enjoyed. So then after that, I joined the summer musical that year. That was fun. And so then every year since that, I've done I've done the summer musicals every year since Big Fish, which was, um, that was 2017, I think. Yeah, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with 2017. (laughs) And Uh, then you're planning on auditioning for the play we have coming up, right? Yes, I am. All right, so little plug if Mr. A or Mr. Auntie happens to be listening to this. (laughs) Plug plug for Ella to get cast in the play. She's amazing. Um... But yeah, I've done the <laughs> okay. I've done the summer musicals since Big Fish, and I did nine to five, and all shook up because I wasn't able to do the I wasn't able to do um, Drowsy Chaperone or Mamma Mia because of band. That's why I quit band. Hey, no shade go. there. Uh, that's just why I quit. Yeah. Um, we don't endorse quitting band either. I mean, okay, if you want so... to do it, do what makes you happy. You know. Facts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so if we talk about Broadway here for a second, so who is a Broadway star that you think is overrated, like severely overrated, <laughs> and who's a Broadway star that you think is severely underrated that totally deserves more attention? Okay, so I think I don't think um people too many people are gonna disagree with me here. I don't know. I just think like <laughs> uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> we've had conversations about this i think he's kind of really overrated i'm not saying he's not talented but i guess like yeah. also hamilton um although it's really good it is 
it's a good musical, but it is so, so overrated. It's so overplayed. <laughs> and I just like, it literally, like, okay, I get, I get where people are coming from because that's what, in eighth grade, I was a huge Hamilton fan. Like, it was mm-hmm. embarrassing how big of a fan I was. But it's like, mm-hmm. now I've, I've expanded my, uh, I guess, palette Horizons. in musicals. Uh, so now I, like, you know, I, I've, I've listened to more, and I know there's so much more out there than just Hamilton. And I feel like That's so true, many people yeah. are like, yeah, there's like, Hamilton is everything. Hamilton is life. And I'm like, there's more. <laughs> Like you can I like, like it. More <laughs> There's nothing. Here. Nothing but Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton is all there is. <laughs> so then, if you had to pick an underrated star, who would you choose? Um, uh, I don't really. I don't really have anything to like. I don't know. They could be like semi-famous, just not like yeah. the most well-known. Cause like. <laughs> she, so, it, hello? Uh, Does she get cut out? Hello. Hello. Yeah, I think she lost her uh, mic. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, you're back. Oh, you're I'm back. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So Sorry. <laughs> who would who would you say who would you say is an underrated star? Did, I I was like, uh, where does Jeremy Jordan stand on the Broadway stardom scale? He's always needs more attention, so we can count him as an underrated star. We love him. Uh, <laughs> I've no clue. No clue who that is, by the way. I'm oh, he, he, uh, oh. <laughs> he's the lead in Newsies. Have you seen Newsies, like the the Broadway show? Nope. Oh, wow, Jack. Jack. Oh, how are we doing a podcast together? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to introduce you to that then. <laughs> okay, moving on. Those were those were controversial discussions there. Okay, <laughs> if you had to choose one or two lead characters of any musical, well, I guess it doesn't have to be a lead character, any character in any musical of all time, who do you want to play? Who are your dream roles? Okay, okay, so this is going to be, this is like a very overrated answer. Not overrated, but it's an overdone answer. But like Eponine from Les Mis, I don't mm. know, I just like, like, I went and saw Les Mis, uh, like, I saw the touring production, but it's just, like, I don't know. There's just something about her. I love her. She's great. Um, That's true. That's also, true. her song is, uh, like, On My Own is so much fun to sing, and it's one of those oversung songs, you know? Like, everyone knows it, and everyone sings it, but I just, like, I really it's like true, it. It's true, but the altos don't get enough songs, so too bad. We have only one song we can sing, <laughs> but one song. we're just going to keep singing it. And then, I, and then, are there any other ones? Oh, yeah, there definitely are. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> um, there's so many. Like, honestly, <laughs> we'll take it. I'd be cool just playing any, like, like, even if it's just like a comedic relief character. I don't know. I just like, I really like performing. Uh, so I will take anything, honestly. There you there have you go. folks. So, uh, future future Broadway people, listen in. I'm desperate. Okay. So then there's the uh, 
I don't really know what to call it, the, the thing in musical theater where it's kind of like leads versus ensemble. But for me, at least, I feel like you have to really have both to be successful in a production. Oh, so what's your perspective on that? And what do you think each brings to the production? Okay, so I find it really annoying when people are like, I don't want to be in the ensemble. I want, I will only accept a lead role and nothing else, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like, the way I see it, I think any sort of experience is better than none. And, like, I know there's a lot of people who they're just like, if I don't get a lead role, I'm quitting. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not, I don't want anything to do with this production. And it's like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, to each their own. If you want to do that, that's fine. But personally, I think, I mean, like, there's so many things that I wouldn't have been able to do if that's what I did, you know? So it's like, yeah. I feel like I definitely am further along because I've done musicals as an ensemble member. And I wouldn't have gotten, go. I wouldn't have gotten as much experience if I was like, I only want the lead and nothing else. Now, obviously, Preach. yeah, I do think, like, like, I, I want to be a lead at one point, you know, like, that's something that I'm aspiring towards, but I know I'm not going to get it right off the bat. So I got to work towards it. And that's part of the, like a lot of people like on actual Broadway, like they started out as a swing or an understudy. And then that's how they made their debut as a lead. It's true. Yeah. And ensemble, those dancers on Broadway. Oh my goodness. They're so strong. Like half of the leads leads don't even dance. They're not even that strong, but the ensemble, (laughs) man. They're out here killing it. Hitting those, like just pulling their arm. They're like, I think they're going to punch you through the screen or something. (laughs) I wish. They're giving it their all, man. (laughs) All right, Jax, what musical theater questions you got? I have to ask you, are you scared for the current state of Broadway Broadway right now with all it being shut down and all that? Do you think it's going to be able to recover? I mean, it's going to be probably a couple of years before it starts recovering from the money it's losing right now. I, I, it's definitely also like New York City in general. Like that's a big tourist thing. Is Broadway pulls in so much money for New York City? Um, I definitely think there's still going to be like some some sort of spark, but there is going to like financially, there's probably going to be some troubles. Like there's so many actors right now who are out of a job and they aren't, they don't know where their next paycheck's coming from, sort of thing. And it's been since last March, and it's. I think it's still going until june as of right now yeah it's pretty crazy down yeah. in new york um like so i definitely think it will recover it's just going to take time um mm-hmm. but yeah i do kind of find it annoying how there's sporting events going on and twenty two thousand. yeah at the super bowl yeah Ooh. there's like so many big sporting events going on and i'm not saying like like i I have nothing against sports or anything like that, but I just feel like it's kind of like there's the whole uh, arts versus sports situation. Like it's in schools, it's in everywhere. It's just like a society thing, I guess. I don't know. Like there's ways to perform. Like, I mean, so many people have done virtual, like theatrical performances, like, or you can do it socially distant, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. There's ways to do it. It's just a matter of, are people willing to put money into doing it and stuff like that? 
You know what I want to see? I want to see like football via Zoom. Like they've got like productions <laughs> via Zoom. I want to see football via Zoom. <laughs> football via Zoom. Have you seen those? Like they uh they buy tickets and they're like put on a screen in the audience. Like they're not physically there. Because like, have you seen those? <laughs> At like football I stadiums and stuff. Up. <laughs> it is so funny. All right, so do, do I know you're talking about how much you like Broadway, but do you inspire to be on Broadway as a career oh, yourself? Definitely. I'm I'm going to college uh for acting and then I'm focusing on musical theater specifically. I actually have an like I have an audition due in like 3 weeks. So I should probably get mm. well, I've prepared stuff for it. It's not I'm not waiting till the last minute, I swear. Um but I definitely want to be on Broadway someday. Like that's my dream job is being there. Gotcha. And I know it's like a lot, it's going to be a lot of work. So I'm like preparing myself mentally for like rejection and stuff. Cause that's something you have to deal with. Cause it's a competitive, it's a competitive area. Well, I hope you do well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. for you, Ella. <laughs> All right. Now let's move into politics. First thing I want to talk about in politics, since you said you were in We the People, right? Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Joe Biden and his executive orders. You have Obama in his first 100 days having 19, Trump 32, and Joe Biden 45. Do you have any things against that, for that, him having so many executive orders in the first 100 days? Well, I I don't really have anything against it. Uh, Like, a lot of them... I'm not really well-rounded in what all he's done, but what I have seen, I mean, I know he's done some, he's done a lot of good, I guess. Like, I'm going to have to like look into what some of them were, (laughs) but (laughs) hold on. Let me, let me look, look at that. There's a, a lot of what this stuff he's doing is just, a lot of things that Trump did when he first got in there, like Trump replaced all of Obama's stuff, and now Biden's replacing all of Trump's stuff. It's almost like a vicious cycle, you know? Yeah. Of one president just reversing all the policies. Do you have any thought on that? Like, how it, that just, it seems every new president, they're just wiping everything else that other president does between Democrats and Republicans? Well, I do feel like that is, yeah, that's a big thing. Uh, I think it's a big issue with, like, the whole bi- bipartisan system. I mean, I think there's lots of flaws with the bipartisan system to begin with. Um, I feel like there should be more than two parties because now it's just both sides have become so radicalized that it's like, Mm -hmm. that's why, like, there's no really middle. I mean, I guess there are middle parties. Like, there's there's third parties that try to sort of get there, but it's just everyone is so, like, I'm this or I'm this, and there's no in-between. And that's what I think there's an issue with that. And that's why they're so different. So when a president is elected that is different than the previous one, then it's like there's going to be sort of reversals of things and stuff like that, I guess, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. Makes sense. Do you think Joe Biden will unify the country or... Or just unify it more than it already is, or will the U.S. just stay just as split as it was in both Obama and Trump's administrations, a very divided nation? I think it's it's going to stay pretty divided still, which, like, it's been a long time coming. Like, once again, like I said, the whole bipartisan system, it's just 
the system in and of itself is just splitting. So I don't think it's really any president's fault, I guess. It's more the like actual mm-hmm. system, the foundations are just, it's not the best. It's not the sturdiest foundation out there. And so now it's sort of come to a breaking point, I guess. Like just so many years have built up. I do I do agree with you that the system is the main problem, but I, I don't agree. I think the president should take oh, yeah, some no, definitely. because if you look at all these all these past three, even Joe Biden in his first hundred days, I don't think and you know what they ran on, their rhetoric, all of that, I mean, it almost it divides you yeah, just keep I dividing. Mean, the and, whole yeah, like they're part But they have but the problem is is they can't get into office yeah. and do that. Because so, like because of how kinda, radicalized the sides are right now. It's like a double edged. And I mean, sword. like, yeah, there's like people who are more, like, they're they're like a, a lot calmer about it. But I think definitely, the radicals on both sides, it's kind of just an issue because like, there's no way to really be unified when people aren't leaving really any room for discussion. I guess. If like there's like it's mm-hmm. like an Preach. echo chamber sort of deal on both sides. Like nobody's listening to the other side and nobody's trying to come to solutions. They're just so stuck in I need it to be this way or I need it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So was it do you think at the end tail end here with how the system is, was it pointless and and stupid to go through with the second impeachment of Donald Trump or was it good? Do you think there was some good behind it, or do you think they should have focused on something else? Because you can see that by inciting that, they probably sparked the flame, helped spark the flames under the people who went to the Capitol. Yeah, I, rather than just letting them. Yeah, go I out. definitely. I don't think it was pointless because there is some good coming out of it, but it's just sort of. I guess I feel like the first one should have gone differently, if that makes sense. Like I think it should have mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. differently, so then it would have it wouldn't have snowballed into what it was, because definitely gotcha. uh, Trump himself he did do, like he had a lot to do with the capital, the whole capital, um, I don't know, it's like the riot at the mm-hmm. capital and stuff. He had a lot to do with that, and I mean that's why he got banned from all the the social medias. I still I th- I think it's hilarious that he got banned from Pinterest. I I can't get over <laughs> that. <laughs> he got banned. He got banned yeah. from Pinterest. He got banned from Spotify. That was my favorite. Did I didn't even know. Music? Got... I didn't even know he was on. I don't think Pinterest. he has a Pinterest account, but it's just like Pinterest. <laughs> it, was, it was just Pinterest yeah. coming out left field, being like, like "Yeah, <laughs> you might not be on our platform, like Pinterest, but still." Reddit, um, obviously Twitter and Facebook, um, Spotify, like Brisa said, like there's so many apps that i think etsy i think he got banned from etsy (laughs) (laughs) love that so yeah well so what is your biggest political issue for you and Uh, why i think i just think like equal rights i guess like this is a lot of the we the people is going to start coming out with this because uh i was in unit three and so we were focusing on the 14th amendment which is the equal rights amendment and so I definitely feel like it is important for people of especially marginalized groups to have the same sort of power as the non like the non-minority groups. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Yeah. Like obviously like like POC, uh like LGBT, stuff like that. Like I think they need like women women like all the, the marginalized groups. I feel like they need more power. Not more power, but like equality, you know what I'm saying? So so what do you think the steps are? To well, fix okay, that so issue? Because we the people, uh, I definitely feel like there needs to be actual <laughs> amendments because, except like besides the equal rights amendments, there haven't really been any official, especially with like women's rights, there haven't been any official amendments. There've only been um, court cases that have set precedents. Pre- precedents. There you go. They set precedents. Precedent. The, the court cases. <laughs> there have been court cases that set precedents <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Twice now. <laughs> once with Bush, now once with Donald and <laughs> Joe. Hey. <laughs> hey, if you don't if you don't call Donald by his first name and Joe by his first name, <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> it's just a meme and a half. But yeah, like there's only ever been court cases. They've never had an actual official amendment, like when it comes to like women's rights and LGBT rights. There there hasn't been an official amendment. But I do also think <laughs> There's also issues when it comes to actually signing amendments into place. It takes way too long. And it's, that's, once again, it's the system. Like, I think there should be better ways to make amendments happen. But, like, so, yeah, I think actual amendments, that's a big step. Just because it's so easy to overturn mm. court decisions. It's just, like, like, what's the rules now? I don't know. You know? The rules are, I mean, I think out of all of the three branches, though, that they're the least, but they're the most, uh, is it partisan? They're the most, they they don't, they stick to what's, unless yeah. it's like a new law, they stick to what happened the judiciary before the one? judiciary does. Yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely the best out of the three, but you can still see that they have the exact same problems. Mm-hmm. The well, like the thing does. with the judiciary, Wait. like they're supposed to be completely unbiased, but that's kind of hard when, like, the whole um, oh what, yeah, then like, getting in there is based off based of their off party, of you know, the parties of the president, like the president is the one who appoints them, and so it's kind of hard for them to stay completely unbiased when you have two completely different sides on topics and it, it all comes to how they <laughs> interpret the constitution but then that's another thing like everyone interprets it differently and it's just like it creates a big old mess all right <laughs> you heard it here I thank <laughs> you for welcome. coming on <laughs>